good morning. Uh, yes, I'm the same gentleman on the, I'm here in person also, John Gilman, and uh, I'm the founder of Dayspring International, and the Lord gave me, uh, boys and girls, the most amazing call in my life when I was your age. I was about, well, 12 years old in a, in a vacation Bible school, and uh, an Indian man came from India to talk about this wonderful nation of India. And uh, that night I went home on a little bus that the church uh, used to take us back and forth. And I told my friends, all my friends who were 8, 9, 10, 12 years old, one day I'm going to India and I'm going to tell people about Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing how God can touch your life when you're a little child in vacation Bible school or Sunday school or just in an activity in church? And so God used that powerful moment for me. And uh, I want to tell you just a little bit about this amazing journey that I've been on for the last 38 years now and how God is using this to start a true, amazing Holy Spirit church growth movement across India. As a matter of fact, our archbishop is on his way this day to India. He will be there on the spot where I was standing with those hundreds of young men and women in a few days. So this is an exciting moment for the church in India and all around the world as God pours out his spirit. You know, uh, when I was uh, beginning this journey, I uh, had a strong desire to serve the Lord and to t tell the gospel to people, and I used to do it all the time when I was a teenager and uh, go out on the, even on the streets on Saturday night and talk to people about the Lord Jesus. But uh, I went into broadcasting, and I learned about television, learned about mass media, and I began to think, how could we use this powerful tool of mass media to reach three billion people in the world who've never heard the name of Jesus Christ even once. It's a hard thing for some of us to understand when we've heard the gospel thousands of times that there are so many that have never heard the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it isn't right that we would be here and be able to bow before him but have those billions still out there waiting to know his precious name. So I got an idea, I was uh, in Haiti. I went down on a short-term mission trip and I thought, well, I'll just uh, go in and see what kind of movies they're watching. And I went to see a movie that was made in America and it was full of evil and I was so discouraged and I said, this is not right that the greatest Christian nation in the world would export this kind of movie and make these poor people pay to see this uh, thing. And I vowed that night, someday, someway, I'm gonna bring the story of Jesus on screens all over the world in developing nations. Well, India got into my heart because that Indian man came to our church that morning and told us about Jesus. So I began to think, how can I make uh, this story relevant to people in India? I imagined myself behind a water buffalo in India. Now, you've never seen a water buffalo, but they're big, black, and strong, and they pull plows through the rice field, and they make the rice grow, and the man walks behind with a plow, and he plows the ground, and they plant the seed. It's amazing to see. So I thought of myself like that. I've never been to school. I can't read. I can't write. I don't have a television, radio. I don't read a magazine. How am I going to find out the truth? Where did I come from? What is this life? What happens when I die? I didn't know any of the answers to these things. I was imagining myself as a man behind a water buffalo plowing in the field. What would I want? How would I want the truth come to me? Then I thought, I will want somebody that speaks my language because I don't speak English. I don't know any other language than my local language in India. I would want somebody with my own color of skin and uh, my background. Ah, and I would like it to be visual. I would like it to be like a movie 
well, I don't know movies, but I wanted to, I can understand pictures, but I can't understand a lot of words. Because I'm a simple person. And that's when I got the idea. Make a movie on the life of Jesus with Indian actors portraying the story of Jesus. And this venture is amazing. So I eventually, I couldn't get rid of this idea. I was an executive, you might have heard, of the Christian Broadcasting Network. I was one of the top executives there in charge of the executive producer of the 700 Club for many years. I was on the 700 Club and hosted it in those early days with uh, Dr. Pat Robertson. But I was so burdened to go to the uh, outside of uh, America and go into India that I resigned. And I, my uh, wife said, John, stop talking about India. You, you have to go get on a plane, go to India and see if God is speaking to you to do this thing. So I went to India, Man, one man I knew in India. He invited me to come to his village. I got into the village that night, and uh, I was in a taxi driving along from the airport in this little remote village, and I saw a big billboard. You know what a billboard is? Big, big advertisement like a billboard. And Jesus' picture was on the billboard, and he was pulling the cross and the crown of thorns on his head. And I said to my friend, what is this? He said, it's a new movie on the life of Jesus has come out. I said, what? I thought, I came here to do this. I was going to figure out how to make a movie on the life of Jesus. It's already, it can't be. So I went to see the movie with him that night. 2,000 people were watching in a theater the life of Jesus on this screen. And they cheered and applauded when Jesus drove those money changers out of the temple. When he healed a blind man, boys and girls, they were so excited about Jesus. He healed a leper, a man with oozing sores all over his body, very sick man. In the movie, Jesus healed them, and they applauded. He, uh, he healed so many. He raised Lazarus from the dead in the movie. And, uh, oh, it was powerful. They fell in love with Jesus. And then when the mead people started to grab Jesus and beat him, they started to cry, and I could hear them crying all over the auditorium. And then, as the cross was lifted up, they screamed out loud, Why? Why are they killing this innocent man? That's what my friend told me, because I couldn't understand the language. It wasn't in English. Why are they killing this innocent man? And so I knew that I was seeing the thing that I wanted to do. So I looked on the credits and I found them. I said, I've got to go find the man who made this movie. I found him after about 10 days. I said to the producer, he was the man who also played the role of Christ in the movie. I said, DJ, why did you make this movie? He said, he's a professional filmmaker, movie actor. Jesus pushed me. I said, Jesus is pushing me too. You give me this movie. I'm going to take it into every village of India. Can you guess, boys and girls, how many villages there are in India? You can't guess. It's a big number. 600,000 villages in India. But God put it in my heart. Go into every one of these villages. Tell them, these people have never heard Jesus even once. You can't not do this. You have to do it. And so I organized film teams with my friend. I had a friend there, and I said, can you get some people together, and we will go out, and uh, I need a screen, a movie screen. Well, we don't have movie screens. Let's go to the tailor. I went to the tailor, and I said to him, he's a sewer. He makes a, get eight bed sheets, sew them together, make a big screen, put some poles in the ground, stretch the screen between the poles, and I'll, I'm bringing the projector from America. At that time, it was a 16 millimeter. Show the movie. So how are we going to get the crowd? We'll just go out on a bicycle and ride through the village and holler, come and see the story of the greatest prophet who ever lived. It's a free movie. It's going to be in a field. You come and we, this is the place. 
That night, 2,000 people came and sat down and watched Jesus. They did the same thing I saw in the theater. They cried softly when Jesus healed the people. They fell in love with Jesus. When he rose from the grave, they <laughs> applauded and they cheered and they whistled at the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when he ascended, they were overwhelmed. And our film team leader said, anybody who wants to follow this Jesus, make him the Lord of your life. Come, we want to pray with you. We want to love you in the name of Christ. That night, 300 people came. The next day, we taught them about it, what it means to follow Christ. And they were given the baptism, and they received the Lord Jesus Christ. And that was the beginning of this massive church growth movement that today, in our Good Shepherd movement, where Archbishop Foley Beach will be this week, we have over 4,000 churches, 45,000 small groups all over India in all the major languages of India. I can't help myself from being excited. Are you as excited as I am? This is amazing. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing. My, my, my favorite story is the Samaritan woman, when Jesus goes to the well, he goes to an ordinary place just to get water. He's thirsty, he's tired. She comes to draw water, and he tells her, if you knew who it was that is talking to you, you would ask him, and he would give you everlasting water. And that's what happens in these villages when these people sit down. They don't know they're watching the story of the Son of the Living God. They think they're watching a movie. It's entertaining. It's informative. It's educational. It's a break from their hard life. You know, they've lived all day. They're so tired. They just want to be entertained. And suddenly, they see Jesus. I'll tell you one story. His name is Ben Katuratan. Boys and girls, there's a disease called leprosy. It's not in America, but it's in India. And people get this disease, and they get sores all over their face and arms, and sometimes their fingers will fall off, their nose will begin to eat away. It's a very bad disease. And in this movie, Jesus puts his arms around a leper and heals them. Those people see this scene, and in India, they know leprosy. They've seen or heard of it. It's a very dreaded disease. And when they see Jesus touch the leper, the first thing they say is, why is this God-man touching this untouchable person? God would not touch the untouchable. That's what Hinduism teaches. But the gospel teaches that he loves the untouchable. Is there, are there any untouchables in this room? Thank you. We have one. <laughs> Jesus put his arms around that leper, and that leper is healed, and Ben Katurtan was this leper. He heard the announcement of the movie. He couldn't go to the movie because he's a leper. They would run. Nobody would be there in the, the film if he came. He waited till it got very dark. Then he walked along the side of the shadow of the buildings. He got to a big tree called a banyan tree. These roots grow down, and he hid inside of the roots that came down from the limbs of this banyan tree, and he watched the movie through the, the limbs and the roots of that tree, and he saw Jesus heal the leper, and he wondered, can this Jesus help me? After everybody cleared away, he went to the man who was taking down the screen, P.M. Paulson, and he said, he looked at him, and he's there, oozing sores all over his body. Sir, can this Jesus help me? P.M. Paulson, yes, yes, he can help. I'll pray, we pray now. You come. He gave him medical treatment. He gave him love. P.M. Paulson brought this man, restored him, led him to faith in Jesus Christ. Ben Katurutam got his wife, came back, his children, he got his job. And he served the Lord in the Good Shepherd Church there in his village. I met him, and I put my arms around my brother in Christ, a man that Jesus had transformed physically, mentally, socially, economically. 
This is the gospel. This is the power of the gospel. We forget what this gospel is. The gospel is the power of God to salvation, our scripture tells us. Here's a man, I'll tell you another story. This man is an actor, a movie actor, a very famous movie actor in the state of Tamil Nadu in India. And I heard that he had come to faith in Christ watching the movie that we have the world rights to, that we show over 30 million people this year will see it. I wanted to meet him and get his testimony. I came to his door of his office. He opened the door, and the first words out of his mouth were these. Only Christ matters. Nothing else matters. He brought us in, and I sat down. I said, I understand you, were, you came to faith in Christ through a movie. Oh, yes, he said, a black and white movie, Bob, like, like the life of Jesus. I was disappointed because our movie's in color. And I thought, it's some other movie, and well, okay, that's good, but I wanted to brag on it. You know, the famous movie actor comes to faith in the movie that I sold my home, spent my savings to go to India to make and sacrifice all this, and I don't get credit for this. So anyway, so, so he says, he says, yes, black and white movie. I said, I think it's in color. No, I'm black and white. I said, uh, color. He says, he picks up the phone and he calls the laboratory, Prasad Laboratory, it's the biggest film laboratory in Asia where we did all of our business, made all of our prints and everything. They had our masters and so forth of the movie. He said, Mr. Prasad. I said, yeah, talk to Mr. Prasad. He, he'll, he'll explain. He says, Prasad, uh, Jesus movie, black, black and white movie, color movie. Ah, color. He hung up the phone. I said, yeah, it's color. I said, we have the world rights to this movie. He stood up. His hands were almost trembling, and he walked towards me, and he started talking like this. Oh, my God, my God, my God. You think you're only to take this movie into a few places here in, in India and there in India? You must take this into Pakistan and Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and Malaysia and Indonesia. And he said, and God will give you. This is he pointing. Now he's right in front of me with his finger in my face. I'm back like this. I'm sitting on the bed. He says, he says, and God will give you millions and millions and millions of souls. You see, the gospel is the power of God's salvation. That actor saw this movie. The reason it was black and white, because it had been copied so many times on a VHS, there was no longer any color. It was all scratchy and dark. He couldn't hardly see, but he saw enough to have eternal life when Jesus said, I'll give you water, you'll never thirst again. That's what he experienced when he watched that movie. And he would go out four or five times a year and speak this gospel himself. And when he did, he'd have 10, 15,000 people stand around him. And he told me these last words, I do not go out that door unless my Christ tells me. But when he goes out, he has big crowds to speak. So you see, we have the power of God to salvation. Can I tell you one more story? This is the power of the gospel. The gospel is the power of God to salvation. Only Jesus matters. And it is so transformational, this gospel. We don't need to talk about our church, our organization, our membership drive, our food pantry. We don't have time for that when we're talking to people who have never, they don't know Job from John, uh, you know, Job from Job or Old Testament, New Testament. They don't know the four gospels. They don't know anything. What are you going to do if you have two hours with a person? Are you going to talk about yourself? You're going to talk about your testimony? You don't have time. You tell them all you can tell them about Jesus from birth to ascension. That's what happened. So this is the way it goes. Nagama. This lady, Nagama, was an amazing lady. She was in a village, in a very remote village in India, and I met her. 
They worshiped her. She sat in front of a little temple with idols, Hindu idols, all these idols carved out of stone, all kinds of ugly-looking idols. She sat there, and there was a stone in front of her, and she would sit there, and the people would come and worship her. They thought she was a goddess. The reason they did is because she seemed to have extraordinary powers. One of the ways she showed her powers was through a very gruesome thing, and I don't want to offend you, but I'm telling you what she did and what she told me. She would sit there, and they would bring a chicken. They would offer the chicken as a sacrifice or a goat. And sometimes she would literally grab the animal and drink the blood. And it's a horrible thought, but the people were terrorized by her. She didn't have, her husband left, her, her sons left, but she was almost like we might say demonic. Our team comes into the village to show this movie. She's never heard of Jesus. She's, she's beginning to watch them put up the screen and she tells them, you leave this village. And everybody says, you know, this is dangerous. You better leave the village. They don't pay any attention. And she's sitting there, and she starts to watch the light story of Jesus, and she forgets about everything, and she's watching the story of Jesus, and here's what she told me personally through an interpreter. I met her when I was in that village. I can never forget it. She's like a Samaritan woman. She said, when I saw Jesus' blood on the cross, when the movie was showing the death of Christ, I realized all the evil I had done. I realized that only his blood could take away my sins. I asked him to forgive me, and I made him my guru, my Lord. And the last thing she said to me was, and now I am a testimony for Jesus in my village. And it was true. Everybody saw her transformation. Her husband's back. Her children are back. The church is established in her village. Hallelujah. My dear friends, all I'm saying is the gospel is the power of God to salvation. Let's turn it loose on the world. We've had an election. We put our trust in these people who may or may not lead us right. But we can never fail if we follow the living Christ. He is the one who transforms individuals and whole communities, what we're seeing all over India. That is why our archbishop is in, in India today, not to talk about advancing the Anglican church. God help us if that's all we're about. It's about Jesus. It's Jesus who matters. It's the gospel that is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes. And lastly, do I have a couple more seconds? <laughs> we're ambassadors. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5, 21, the first verses I have memorized, he said, we are in Christ's place reconciling the world to God. That's what he felt about himself. And then he turned it on all the people he's writing to, and he says, you are ambassadors. How many in here, don't raise your hands, but just in your heart, how many of you could say, I'm an ambassador for Christ? Well, let me tell you. I was just getting this ministry going, just bought the world rights to the movie. I wanted to have a lot of film teams to go show the movie. And uh, I was tired. We'd been traveling all over India, meeting people, trying to organize these film teams. We have 513 full-time film teams showing it every night now. And I said, uh, my friend P.K. Rogers, we're in the airport, a little, an airport. It's so crowded, you can't walk. There's bags everywhere. People are talking, dogs and cats and goats. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like America. It's a different place, and especially back then. And it was so crowded, I couldn't, you couldn't even stand, and so noisy. So I said to P.K. Rogers, is there any place we can go and take some rest? I don't think I can stand up 
I'm going to fall asleep. We've been traveling for three weeks, day and night, trains and buses and all that. He said, no, no, he said, this, this is no place. You can see there's no place. There must be, I said. Well, he said, there is a place called VIP Lounge, very important, pla- very important people go there, but we can't go. I said, well, just maybe we just go ask. So we go ask, we go there, and there are wooden doors like those wooden doors back there, and there are two guards standing. One is here, and the other one is here facing each other, and the wooden doors are here. And he comes up, it's very noisy, so he leans over to the one guard, and he says, uh, excuse me, sir. I, uh, I thought he was going to tell them about we're missionaries, you know, and we'll be persecuted, we'll be put in jail or something. He said, uh, sir, may we come in? The guard standing there, he doesn't even look at him. He says, who are you? And I thought, oh boy, he's going to reveal that I'm a minister, that we're missionaries, and we're done. Our goose is cooked, as they say. But my friend, P.K. Rogers, leans over, the guard is here, he's here, and he says, we are ambassadors. <laughs> and then he added this punchline of the Most High God. You know what that guard did? He's standing, I, I thought we were, done, you know, I, I don't know what he's going to do. That guard goes like this. <laughs> Come in. They opened the doors. We had sandwiches and tea. We had a place to lie down, a, a sofa, and we were ambassadors of the Most High God. I want to leave you with three questions this morning. Is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ the power in your life? Is Jesus the only thing that really matters to you? Just think about it. And can you say, I'm his ambassador. There's no greater privilege in the world than to be in Christ's place reconciling the world to God. Like Nagama, like Ben Katurtan, like that actor, that movie actor that I'll never see in this life again probably, but in heaven he'll have many other souls that he has helped come into the kingdom because he saw a black and white movie on the story of Jesus and his love. And I helped a little bit to make it happen. Let us pray. Thank you, Father God, for this amazing story that you wrote. You did it, Lord. It's your story. It's not about our ministry or our efforts, about our sacrifice. All of that is at your feet, Lord. You are the one who came seeking the lost. You're the seeking Savior. Help us to join you to become your ambassadors, to do your will, to bring your kingdom into this world that so desperately needs you today. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.